The Let's Roll Podcast is brought to you by CarshowNationals.com, Golden Customs New York, Boss Hog Torque Converters, and Hot Rod Innovations. Hello, this is Mike Lanier from the CarshowNationals.com Let's Roll Podcast. Today we have Shag Arrington joining us on our podcast with Jeff Thisted, my co-host, uh, I can tell you a brief story of how I met Shag is at the Back to the 50s show. Uh, my buddy was just complaining about TV people, who cares about them and that, where I was hanging out with the Frankensteiners. They're, uh, That's right, I remember. Club. So we were hanging out with the Frankensteiners. Uh, my buddy is just complaining about me knowing all these TV people. And then Joe Martin comes up with Shag, and it might have been Shorty. I think Shorty is with two. I come up to our group and start talking to us. And uh, Shag took a picture of my shirt because I didn't have a business card. And uh, that's how I met Shag, though. Uh, they walked away, and my buddy's like, do you know who that was? And, and I hadn't followed Joe Martin yet. You know, I didn't know anything about him. He's like, yeah. that was Joe Martin from the biker build-off. And he was just freaking out that Joe Martin was there, and they had just walked away. And I just thought it was so funny because he's oh, making cool. so much fun of me. But that's, uh, that's, how, how we met. <laughs> that's how I met Shag. Yeah, you got to set up right around yeah. the corner from where we were. Yeah, and then I met you at SEMA, and we did that little group picture. Yep. Well, uh, thanks, thanks for bringing that up. I didn't realize that he was part of the Great Biker Build-Off. Well, I know he's a, yeah, a motorcycle Joe, guy. Joe, I didn't realize that. Go ahead. Yeah, Joe so Joe Martin. did, I think it was six of the Build-Offs during the Discovery Channel. Uh, the yeah. year they had the Build-Offs. And then yeah. they actually had the World Biker Build-Off, and okay. Joe won the World Biker Build-Off. Yeah, that, man, that seems so long ago. Oh, 100%. That against, that's against, like, Jesse James, right? Uh, James the, there. the world was, and it's been, like I said, it's been so long. It was an yeah. Australian builder, a British builder. I mean, there was, yeah, I forget. It, it wasn't against Jesse. Yeah, okay. Jesse and Joe are, are, are friends. You know, Jesse actually lives yeah. here in Austin, not too far from the shop. And uh, But okay. I don't think they've ever done a build-off together. Oh, that, yeah, and he's coming back. That's what I just saw. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. That's yeah. Rod. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of level show. Everybody yeah. does. If you're a car guy, that's kind of what started it all for the, uh, yeah. the reality yeah. stuff. And then when you had those yeah, master builders all together, Gene and all oh. those other guys, that one episode. Yeah, oh, I just amazing. saw that on Instagram. The, the lead slinger was there. Gene Winfield was there. Yeah. All these, these icons. Yeah, cool. so that's going to be going down here in Austin, just outside of Austin. They'll be uh, they're they're doing the show, so it's it's kind of wow. cool to hear that that's coming back. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. You guys have grown exponentially within your four years of of uh, of being on Discovery. Yeah, you know, Joe's always been relevant since the biker days. Uh, he's a very humble, laid back guy. Uh, didn't let the early fame get to his head, and I think because of that, just his genuine. He's genuine to people. He's honest to people, and uh, he stayed pretty relevant, staying in magazines with paint jobs and uh, you know some of the bike builds and the car builds. So when this came back around, it just really put the spotlight back on uh, his abilities and the talent. But yeah, the, the waiting list definitely increased increased once the show hit the air. Well, the waiting yeah. list, and you guys have got more guys in the shop. It used to be just uh, you and Amanda and uh, and what Joe and Mike in front of the cars on the open of the show. Now you've got. You guys and about what forty over there in the background? <laughs> well, not forty, but we got definitely a handful of guys. And on those pictures nowadays, we bring in everybody that comes in part time. 
the guys that come in and do one or two days a week, we let them know about those things so they can come in and be part of those those shoots as well. But on the regular, there's between six to eight people on okay. you know, rotating. And how long have you been with with the show? And how do you know uh, how do you know Joe? So back in my early days at Red Bull, uh, that's how I met Joe and Jason. We did a lot of stuff together, uh, put them up with product when they were doing their build offs and whatnot. And then we started hosting events. They would be my guests at events. I would actually hire them to build uh, trophies and different cool things, like use his fabrication and his, his creativity to, to build stuff. Like if I was doing events and I needed some infrastructure that they just didn't make, I knew so I could you, count you, on Joe and the guys. So you did events at Red Bull? I did, well, I did, I did field marketing. So I handled the marketing okay. in North Texas for four years, and then I moved to Austin and did it in Austin for uh, another four or five years. Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah. And are you, well, are that's, you how we, that's how we became friends. Our Ford, Chevy, Mopar, you're a car, you got to be a car guy. You know, I grew up, I grew up, I mean, I'm a Texas kid. I grew up in the garage on Saturdays with my dad, you know, wrenching and learning about cars. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't step into it in a situation where I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a mechanic or I'm a fabricator, I'm a car guy, but I do love cars. You know, my dad always said, always be proud of what you do and always be proud of what you drive. And that stuck to, that stuck with me. And he's like, never have an excuse for either one of those things. And so I've, I've always I've always taken pride in what I drive, and I keep it clean. I have a 2011 Silverado. I run into people that think it's new because I try to take be, such good care of it. That was gonna be my next question. What do you drive now? And if I was to give you a golden ticket, where do you get? What's your what's your your golden ticket car? I get, I get that question a lot, and for me personally, it's probably a '59 Cadillac convertible. Uh, it's just I, I love American that big. Thing. What's that? The big American yeah, just tail enough spin. tail spin, just enough body. It's just like the lap of it's like old old school Hollywood to me. Like that's that's luxurious. It's it's very elegant and comfortable. Oh, hugely comfortable. I knew, I knew Shag. I knew Shag was a Cadillac guy just from SEMA. I watched some of those interviews on the stage there. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few Cadillacs, but the dream the dream caddy would be a '59. Now we did build the '64 convertible in season one and. Right. Man, that one was tough to say goodbye to. I, I, I was, I kept trying to figure out how could I buy this from Joe, but <laughs> it just in the moment, at the time that we needed to sell it, I didn't have the uh, the ability, you know. I'll tell you right now, good. if I worked there, I'd be like, how can I buy like everything that leaves that shop because everything is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Joe's that's stuff. Joe's things too. You know, we uh, yeah, we find a lot of stuff for customers and for for the guys while we're out and about checking for stuff. So it's interesting. You and Amanda are already out, are always out playing. They're stuck back there in the shop. You guys got the life. You may have a little bit of a of heat and rattlesnakes and whatnot. But I just saw the episode. You guys uh, pulled out that Road Runner, that red and black Road Runner. Oh yeah. Runner. Good lord, it's sick. So that guy, that that guy's property. You pull in. You know, you pull off some kind of a country road. You drive down about a half a mile driveway, and it's kind of sketchy. But he had this beautiful garage, two of them, side here, here, his house overlooking the hill country, amazing view, garage, beautiful car. Like every, everywhere there was these amazing, this amazing collection. But yeah, it's, it's, man, there's some gems hidden in the hill country. Oh man, yeah, all the barn yeah. finds. I still can't believe in this day and age, there's still all these barn finds coming out. And a patina is all the rage. Well, I got to, you know, we, this season, you're going to see, we get our hands on a, uh, an 83 Silverado with, uh, there's only 67 miles on the, the odometer. 
what? Wow. Yeah, and it was not left outside. It was actually left inside. Still had the paper on the, the visor. It still had the uh, owner's manual, the, the sales receipts. It, it was crazy. The guy bought it. Um, he had a lot of stuff, actually. I think, I think there was a bit of a tiff with his wife. And not a tiff. It was just one of those things, yeah. like another build. And he's like, okay, honey, I won't do anything <laughs> to it. And it just sat there until we, got, until we had the opportunity to buy it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, my, awesome. My I can't wife, wait for you guys to see it. Years ago, my wife said it was her or the car, and, well, you know, sometimes I miss her. <laughs> yeah, right? It's been a rough yeah. life being single. <laughs> right? So what do you guys do to the uh, um, to, to this, this Silverado with not even a square body, but Silverado with with 60 miles on it? What's, what, what do you guys do to customize this? We, we really don't do much to it. It's kind of – he did take the engine out. Uh, he did start doing some uh, some – body mods to it because he was wanting to he was wanting to customize it for himself um unfortunately the gentleman had passed away now we knew him and then he passed away and his daughter called and said hey you know my dad always loved what you guys do we, i would love for you to have first right of refusal on the truck but uh the guys kind of upgraded the the door panels the interior joe did a paint job on it upgraded the wheels the, the very minor things to really try to keep it as true to true true to uh original as possible it's Mandy's. It's actually Mandy's truck. She's. It's going to be. It's our daily driver. It's going to be out um, here. I was going to see. Yeah. Are you guys selling it or keeping it? So you just answer that heck, question. No. That's one of those you don't sell. You figure it out. You know what I mean? Like that is. It was a. It's a gem. Well, that little. Uh, I don't know. Seafoam green. Uh, first gen Nova that you guys got. I can't believe you got rid of that either. And and the, there was a nice line in there. It was like, well, you kind of want to keep them all. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Season four, the two episode build. It was a cream puff, like seafoam green, uh, three eighty three, I think, inside of it. Beautiful oh, that's one that just, did you watch the app? Did you watch the second part on the app? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because so that episode hasn't come out on TV yet, but it's on the app. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that thing's that thing's awesome. It's still in the shop right now. We're trying to find a buyer. So if you know anybody, oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah. So if you guys are on, uh, for you guys out there, if you're on Motor Trend on Demand on the app, it's only what a dollar or two a month. Check it out. You can see all the new Motor Trend shows, Iron Resurrection, Fact with Finnegan. It's not even out on – my dad pays, what, 100 bucks a month for cable? And you can't even see it on cable. It drives me nuts. But the Motor Trend On Demand app. It, it really is great. And you know what I love about it, too, is you can watch some of the old biker build-off shows with Joe oh, from wow. back in the early 2000s. Oh, So you can kind of check out the roots of him and his brother and what they did to uh, kind of establish where they're at today. That's what I'll be doing later on this afternoon. Yeah. Checking that out. Thanks. Awesome, man. Yeah, I find it funny. Jason's following me on uh, Facebook, but Joe, I, nope, I can't get Joe. <laughs> you know, honestly, Joe, Joe really doesn't get on there much. He he, he would much yeah. rather just, you know, focus on building. I mean, yeah, he'd rather real. spend holidays at the shop, anniversaries at the shop. He'd rather do anything. He'd rather do the shop than anything else. So yeah, yeah, it's social media now. I think Mandy now is uh, is doing some of his social media, but he does like to do it himself, and he barely gets to it. So it's few and far between. Uh, we got some. You got any car shows coming up that you guys are uh, are going to head out to? What car shows? Yeah, coming up. I've got a couple of coming up. I've got uh, the Portland Roadster shows coming up in a few weeks. Me, Joe, and Amanda will be up there, and then after that, I'm going to be at Bo's Extravaganza. It's uh, John Schneider. It's the Bo Loop. Yeah event down in Louisiana. I'll be there for a couple of days. They're doing a car show. They're also doing a, 
they're honoring Smokey and the Bandit. I think John has a movie coming out about oh, that's Smokey awesome. and the Bandit. So they'll have a big thing. And it's also Schneider's 60th birthday. So that's yeah, actually going to be – I'm really looking forward to that. That should be awesome. In, uh, I, I don't know if you watch Barrett Jackson at all. On uh, the, At one point they had, I don't know, three or four of the, the movie cars. That generally, I think Roscoe's car, one of the uh, Cooter's truck, four of these cars go across the block. And the announcers are like, hey, look, they've got a Daisy Duke impersonator and a, and a Luke Duke. Wait, that's not a Luke Duke impersonator. That's Tom Wolpat. He was actually up there. That with is generally. Awesome. I thought it was nuts. So he'll be out there. Do so you get around, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, after that show, I've got um, – what else? Well, I may be going to the Iola car show coming up okay. as well. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I hope that Tom and Catherine are going to make it out to the Bo Extravaganza. That would be a lot of fun to, to meet everybody. I mean, that's, that's my childhood, you know. That, that's nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, my cousin drove our bikes around acting like Bo and Luke Duke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which one were you? Yeah, the, the, funny thing, well, the funny thing about that today, I just Luke. got the flyer for it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I told the organizer actually just yesterday. I told her yesterday, okay. make sure you submit the event to Car Show Nationals. So Sweet. that's awesome. Thank you. That's probably why I got it. Now my server's uh, getting changed over, so I still haven't been able to update it, but I'll get it on as soon as I can. Awesome, man. Yeah, the, the, sh- the show's out now. We don't find out if we get a fifth season until after the ratings come in. With with streaming and apps and everything, people like to binge the whole season at the end of the season. So. The uh, the network is waiting to really take it, get 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 a really good pulse of how the show is doing. So hopefully, fingers crossed, people watch and uh, we get a fifth season. All right. Now, do you think that uh, that that I don't like binge watching a whole season. I like watching it every week and da da da. I wonder if that's what yeah. if that's just what they're saying because I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, they're they're not renewing us until uh, until they hear about the you know people like to binge watch. So no, I mean I, I'm actually a binge watcher. I, I do like to sit down and catch up with a bunch at one time. I mean, like okay. Texas, it's funny because I was watching Texas Metal and I saw the show on the TV and I was so antsy to see the final build. I, lo- I pulled my app out immediately and watched the second part of one of their builds recently. And I do that a lot because I just, I, man, I, it's closure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah, wait around. Yeah. I want to just see it. So right. uh, in this day and age, you can get anything you want immediately. You used to have to wait back in there. Yeah. With Bo and Luke Duke or Dukes of Hazard, you had to wait. Only three networks. You had to wait till next week to see what was happening. And if you missed it, you missed it. Oh, yeah. If you didn't have the VHS set, your VCR set, you missed it. There was no seeing it again. Yeah. See, you're that old with the VHS, not the DVD or the DVR. Oh, man. I, 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 hey, I'll be honest with you. I just turned 48, so I'm, I was old enough to know. I was old enough to know that I sat there with the pause button to cut the commercials out of my favorite shows. That's right. And you got to watch the, the pause button for Daisy Duke. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was after. That was, that was on the replay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, now with your show, Shane, I've uh, watched all of them, and Brady's watching with me. He just thinks. Uh, oh, thanks, you know, man. When they, mess around, when they mess around with Papa, you know, and all that stuff, uh, Brady just totally laughs about it. But uh, I see he's not going to be on the show as much this year. Is that what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, he actually has a different – he got a job. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can tell everyone he's an OSHA inspector. Uh, he got a, he's working in and out of Austin on the regular, so he's traveling a lot. So what, when he is in town, he comes out to the shop and hangs out, and, and it's great when he's around. He, I mean, Papa is one of the most unique dudes. He's super funny, very, yeah. you know, very caring, and he's just a lot of fun. And he, and he, he genuinely is, like, jumpy at everything. 
And so sometimes we take that for, for granted or take advantage sometimes. of that. Sometimes. Yeah, so with the snakes and the firecrackers, holy moly. Well, I mean, TV, you know, they can edit a whole lot into one little segment on TV, yeah. but in reality, like, it's not like we're, like, standing around just bullying Pampa, but on TV, it looks like that's all we're doing. You know, like, yeah. waiting for him. Yeah. He's in the bathroom. He's eating food. Let's, let's just mess with him. But, no, it's, it's, about, it's not that bad. You know, at SEMA a couple of years ago, I walked literally right by him, and he walked by, and I'm like, wait a minute, that was Pampa. <laughs> You know, he just walked by, and I'm walking the other way, and it's just that. Yeah, stop him if you see him. He's, he's yeah. like I said, he's he's a great guy. I mean, this none of this yeah. stuff ever will get to his head. He's just a down to earth, genuine, super funny, caring dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody everybody loves things, Pampa. That's one of the things <laughs> I think that that translates on the show is you guys are all your regular guys. I saw in one of your Instagram posts somebody said, "Hey, did I see you at at this car show?" And your response was, "If you ever think you see me." Please come up and say hi. It yeah, doesn't seem absolutely. like Hollywood's affected you. It doesn't seem like the show is scripted where so many of these reality shows are, we got to do this over again and this over again. And it seems like you guys are real friends. Uh, and it's legit. Yeah, we, we all know this will come to an end eventually. And we still have to live and breathe and walk life as, I mean, it's like, I, I can't understand how I would think like, oh, because there's a camera watching what we do. We're more blessed than that. We don't, we're not arrogant because of that. It's like we're honored the fact that people can kind of see into our world. And, and, and I'm, welcoming, I'm welcoming to that all the time. If you see me somewhere, unless I'm like sitting down for dinner with my kids or just enjoying some family time, like, please come up and say hi. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Plus, if it's not no, me, if you go up and say hi to somebody and it's not me and they're a doppelganger, take a picture with them. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Take a picture that tag you on on, uh, on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll oh yeah. Speaking of which, what is your uh, what's your handle on Instagram so people it's can find you? It's Chad Harrington. It's uh, Chad Harrington. At Chad Harrington. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Lanier, Best Car question. Show Naturals. Yeah, you got, Mike. You can you can find me. Um, the other thing is I was gonna mention. I don't know what you can say about Shorty because he's uh, another popular member of the the show, but I see he's not on this year. Uh, yeah, Shorty, little, Shorty and Joel would drive from Dallas, it's, you know, and they would stay at Joe and Mandy's house, and that's that's it's it's an inconvenience to be honest, and uh, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for Shorty and Joel to come down and work at the show and shoot the show. I'm sorry, work at the shop and shoot the show. And in yeah. between seasons right. three and four, they had made the decision that hey, you know, I'm about to be a grandpa. Shorty's about to be a grandpa. And Joel has a, has a big family that he is very close to and very involved with. Like, he's the coach with his kid, of his son's uh, football. Like, those guys, when it comes to family, there's nobody better. Uh, and right. so they just had to make the tough decision. And jo Shorty has a very successful shop up in Midlothian, which is just south of Dallas. And so he, he had to make the decision to be close to family and focus on his shop and his customers. And, I mean, he's, he's doing great. Yeah, we, we miss him. Everybody misses him. And it stinks because we do get a lot of grief on social media because people think they, they make up their own uh, stories. You know, either right, this yeah, happened right. or that happened. When the reality of it was that they made the choice to to be around family and focus on their own success and their own business. So, family yeah, you know, know, I don't know if you know the truth with Cato. Cato's wife is a doctor, and she got a job at the CDC. So uh, that was a relocation, a full family relocation to Atlanta. And he's actually working out of Fuller Moto, which is – I mean, him and Brian have been friends for years, so that that's that's a really cool transition for him. Yeah, I saw, very cool. Um, Kato and Sema, and same with, with Will Lockwood. 
they're kind of walking oh, yeah, around yeah. together. So. Oh yeah. I kind of I kind of walked around for a little bit, and they were like, "Is this guy gonna leave us or what?" I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like they were trying to do something. I was like, "Hey, where are you guys going?" You know. But, yeah, what are we doing next, guys? We're, we're, yeah, we're what are we doing? so I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Because <laughs> yeah. Will did a Will did a podcast with me uh, earlier on with Ed Golden. So man, what a Will's him. such an awesome dude. Like, yeah. like just sitting there talking to him, his brain. He's he's an engineer. He's very passionate about everything yeah. he does. Yeah, he's he's, I, I got to meet him early on at the Lone Star Roundup actually, and uh, just just another just really down to earth, you know, guy that's on TV. But that's irrelevant. He's just a good dude all around. Yeah, he is. Uh, it is really interesting learning about you know what he did at the shop and how I met Dave and all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, uh, what what else is in the future? Your tell us about your business that you have outside. Yeah, of I've got a little side hustle. You know, we've all got to have our side hustles. Uh, I work. I, I'm actually co-owner of this company called YourBikerGang.com. Uh, we're we're a local electric mini bike tour company. So we we do tours around Austin, but we also have a location down in San Antonio. And we have some themed guided tours and just regular kind of city snapshot type of guided tours. But yeah, check it out, yourbikergang.com. Our name what? is our website. Y O U R not Y O U R bikergang.com. Your yeah, Y O U R bikergang.com. Yeah, the idea is uh, you've got the gang, we've got the bikes. So and they're mini bikes. <laughs> Well, yeah, they started out with these really cool electric replicas of mini bikes, kind of fat tire mini bikes. And we've had to increase, we had to uh, update our fleet. And with a lot of the issues with ordering things out of China and the tariffs and just changes and things that went on, we found this company out of Seattle. And uh, we, we get the bikes from Seattle now. So instead of being fully electric, they're electric and pedal hybrid, which I don't know if you've ever ridden a pedal assist electric bike. It's like walking on those walkways at the airport. And when you're walking, and then you hit that sidewalk, and you're just like, bam! But you're still walking at the same pace. That's how a pedal-assisted electric bike feels. You pedal, and you just you take off. So it's not one of those stand-up electric scooters that we want to kill every idiot out here in Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Not to be confused with that. No. It's, a, it's electric bikes that are pedal-assist, and uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, man. We, we do, we do brew, brew, you know, brew cruises. We do sunset cruise. Austin is known for its bats in the summer. They have the, the big, uh, you know, the bats come outside. Uh, they come out from underneath the bridge at a certain time every day in the summer. And we do a bat tour. We take people down to check out because it, it just blankets the sky with millions of bats. That's yeah. nuts. And that's, that's close to uh, the, what's, the, what's the Mexican food joint? Uh, oh, dude, that's, a, that's a loaded question. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I, I dated a girl in Austin. We walked across the bridge where the bats come out and Gueros. going down. Whoa, that that what is it? That's it. Guero. Guero. That's it. That's the place. Yeah. It's in a bunch of movies. I they, I love that joint. It's it's right there on South Congress, across the bridge, on the right hand side. If you're leaving downtown. Yep. Uh, great spot. An amazing queso. I'll put that out there. If you're ever in town, you see Guero's. Drop in for some queso. And then uh, right across the street is Home Slice Pizza, which is yes. you know, okay, too. And you and the, said, con, and the Continental Club. The Continental Club, oh, too. It's a, a rad place to see music. Can you, can you see that? Oh, look at that, man. The old Honda. That's, I that's, just that, picked it up. Still have that? I just picked it up last year in Pleasanton at the Good Guy Show in Pleasanton. found it on OfferUp. I've always wanted a trail 50 since I was a little kid, and I, I just got one. So man, that is kind amazing. Of 
I had a couple of mini bikes, the lawnmower engine, mini bikes, you know, you know, your dad can make the frame kind of a deal. Yeah, and, yeah, like uh, a I ran those around some fence posts. So <laughs> I, I was never allowed to have one. And then a friend of ours offered to let me ride his. And I said, no, like an idiot. And I've regretted it every day of my life ever since. So now anytime somebody says, Jeff, you want to drive this before they can get it? Yes. I definitely want to try it. <laughs> so, so me and my dad, I found one. You know that is, you always got to have a donor. You always got to have the parts yep. bike. Uh, yep. So I found one in a garage sale and it started. So then me and my dad went and found another one for twenty bucks for a for a parts bike. And I ended up wrapping both of those. We used to we <laughs> my neighbor's house. We made a uh, track just from making too many loops around the house. We we opened the fence gates and we did front yard <laughs> to backyard timed. And I got too close to the fence post, and it pulled the handlebar at full speed, and I wrapped the thing down the fence panel. And after that, my dad's like, no more mini bikes. And so he bought me a three-wheeler. So that's, <laughs> and that's not as safe. I mean, a three-wheeler. They banned yeah, I still have a scar on my calf from that thing. But, uh, yeah, so it was that. And then I got into scooters and motorcycles and stuff. I had my motorcycle license at 15. You know, the day of my 15th birthday, I went and got it. My 16th birthday. I got my driver's license. I couldn't wait. And what was your motorcycle? What was your first bike? Well, uh, my first bike, what was it, a whole Honda 350 or something? It was a hand-me-down from my, my, one of my stepbrothers or my dad or something. Um, but my first, here's a funny story. My dad, I had a Jeep CJ7, a 78 CJ7, and my dad was teaching me how to drive the, the stick. You know, so he took me out these really cool trails, walked me through everything, and then gets out, gets in the passenger seat, and he's like, all right, take us home. So that's how I learned how to drive a stick, is I drove home from the trails in the CJ, and then that ended up being my first car a couple of months later. And so, everything worked on the uh, on the Jeep and the transmission, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> we, I mean, uh, I ended up burning out the clutch shortly after that because of some snow drifts, and so it was it was good anyway. I needed to change it out anyway, but it, my dad always raised me with the whole, uh, I buy the parts, you do the work. So I, he gave me the Chilton's manual. Every time I got a car, I got a Chilton's manual with it. And so, yeah, I, I, ended, I did a lot of hands-on stuff with my dad on, on the weekends on, on cars. What did your dad do? He was, uh, he was a, a – man, I don't know what the exact title was, but he worked at DFW Airport for the AirTrans, the, the, public, the public transportation okay. uh, system. Worked there for 30-plus years, ended up retiring from there. Did a lot of electrical, mechanical, very, very blue-collar you know, kind of guy, but taught me, taught me so much. It, it's amazing. The things I can do around my house, and then I hear my neighbors like, oh, i got to hire a guy to come put in my ceiling fan. Like, what? What? Yeah, what? That, <laughs> it reminds me of, of Jesse James hearing him talk. It's like it, it, people would say to him that, you know, I didn't realize you could hire somebody to come and work under your refrigerator. I thought you had to fix it yourself because that's what his dad did. hundred percent. Yeah, my, so my buddy of mine had an old 68 Porsche 911, and he brought it to the house one day and was complaining about it. he couldn't crank the window down. So my dad just said, hey, why don't you leave the keys, leave the keys to your car. And, you know, I, I took my buddy, we went out and did whatever, and I took him home. Uh, my dad pulled the door part, got out the welder, pulled the, pulled the door part that worked, re created replica parts from that door, and built the new, you know, built the new mechanics for the, the you know, the, windshield, or the, the window. And, uh, yeah, for nothing. You know, my dad just did it because he, he liked the challenge. That's awesome. <laughs> But my that friend's head was blown. He thought he was going to spend thousands of dollars at the Porsche dealership to have his car fixed. And here's my dad. Just like, just give me the keys. Let me, let me take care of that for you. And he would have spent thousands of dollars had your dad not stepped in. Yeah. yeah. German engineering. Yeah. 
Yeah, so whoever ended up buying that for my buddy has no idea of my dad. Well, they probably do now, but, but yeah, the one side may look a little a little handmade. <laughs> and so, so what, what kind of car? What is your, your dad's got to be a car guy. He's a mechanic. So you guys, you're wrenching out in the garage with your dad all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that was growing up. Um, now they actually, my, when my dad retired, my folks sold everything, and they live on the road. They're kind of American gypsies. Uh, they just they travel where the nice weather is. They're, they're currently in, oh man, I think South Carolina. And then they're going to be in Pigeon, uh, uh, Sevierville, Tennessee. And then they'll try to, they'll do a couple of trips into Texas to see my boys and the family. And then I think they'll end up in Salt Lake or somewhere. They're always on the go. It's hard to keep up with them, to be honest. That is awesome. Yeah. Tell them if they, uh, we got a good guy show coming up in Salt Lake, the very first uh, Salt Lake City good guy show. Left when is that? Cross out there. Um, May, hang on, I think May 16th. Oh, so it's coming up quick? Yeah, in a couple months. May yeah, 15th, I love Salt Lake. And 17th. It's a really cool city. It is. I lived in Orem, Utah, just sat near Provo when I was 16. Okay. And, uh, man, I used to go up into – we'd take the, the ditches, the ditch system, and it goes up into the mountains. So we'd take yeah. four-wheelers up through the ditch system, up into Big Baldy and – or yeah, Big Baldy, Little Baldy. And we just – it was the original – it was Sundance, the actual Sundance, um, not the film fest, but the actual – the lift area. And growing up in the summers, that wow, it's, it's so beautiful in Salt Lake. It's like the geography of that area is just amazing. I yeah, love it. It's there. completely nuts. Have you been to the Salt Flats? I haven't, but I'm, I hope that I'm going. I may be going this year. It's in the plans for us to go this year. So a, a couple of years ago, my brother and his family are vacationing in Idaho. And like an idiot, I invite myself, and sure, I'll drive up. And, well, the Salt Flats, Idaho is here. The Salt Flats are Right there. Right there. So I got yeah. my 55 Chevy. I drive out to the end of the cul-de-sac, and, well, what the heck? I see some cars out there, and I just go bombing out there. Didn't realize what was going on. I get out, and I get surrounded by people taking pictures, and I had two and a half inches of salt cake under every uh, horse of my 55 Chevy. And I didn't, yeah, it took me six, seven months of, of power washing, of scrubbing. Oh, to get man. It's, yeah, but the salt yeah, is like Mars the out car. there. Just do a exactly. little difference. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing out there. And if there weren't uh, trucks back there, I, I would have still been lost out there in the salt. It's, you can see the curvature of the earth. It's see, amazing. A, I, I want to get out there for that reason. Just for any reason, outside of the awesomeness of like dragging and like racing and run, running your car, I just want to see it. It's, like, yeah. it's just one of those like natural uh, wonders you have to check out in person. Yeah, and from a little tip from me, I, I never experienced this because I was only out there for a little bit, but if you go for a long time, like during Speed Week, put sunscreen on your private parts because the sun reflects off of the salt and will go up your pants and will burn your personal private parts. So that is a certain solid tip. <laughs> I, I just heard from a lot of friends. Yeah, you'll go and I won't be wearing boxes that week. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a good tip. One thing I've heard from some of the car people that I know, um, now aren't they getting a little anal about the salt? Something about the salt is kind of dissipating, and so they're... Well, there's a salt plant. Yeah, they're, they're, right. they've been mining salt for years and years, and the salt's getting eaten up. And then oh, wow. the past, yeah, a couple of years ago, they haven't they didn't run it because it was wet, and they had to dry it out for Speed Week. But I know they ran it last year, and I think it's going to be run this year. I mean, it'll be my first time if they run, if they don't run, whatever. I'm just excited to go up there and hang out. I mean, it's, I try to look at every opportunity as a good time, you know. If you, if you yep. can walk away with some cool memories, that was, a, that was a solid, that was a good trip, you know. 
So I, I, I think it works out. We can make it up there. So, uh, yeah, I had some friends out there. <laughs> I had some friends that went out there and uh, they rained the whole time, so they didn't go, get to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, rain is a, that is tough to have fun in, but uh, yeah. I'm sure I can find something to do. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Jeff? Oh, uh, back, back to the show. We're talking about some autocross and whatnot. Uh, there was a, you guys had a football player, a big football player. He's got John Wellborn. There you go. That's the guy. Yeah, um, big dude. He looks like what the the guy from Highlander, that that movie. He's got a he's oh, got yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. face. That guy. Uh, but that '67 C10. Is he actually going to drive this thing, or is that going to sit in his on a turntable? Oh no no no, no, no. John's John's not a let it sit kind of guy. No no. <laughs> I mean you can tell like by his 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 personality. Nothing nothing is for show. That's the real deal. He's he's the talk and the walk. So yeah, okay. he plans on getting that thing out and, 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 and using it the way it should, trying to do some turns, doing some burns with it for sure. And for those people who don't have the app yet, can you tell them a little bit about this build? 67C10 with? Uh, man, I don't know all the details, and I apologize, because it feels like that was that literally was over a year ago that we did the build, build but uh, it, was, it was designed and built to be uh, an autocross truck. So he oh, wanted something that he could yeah. fit into. And then you could drive and you can race and, and have He's fun. Six, in. seven, six, eight, six, seven. Yeah. Six, There's seven, a picture that we did and he's standing in the middle and he's towering over all of us. And it almost looks like it's forced perspective. Like he's standing way out in front, but no, he was standing in line with us. He's just, he's just massive. Well, I know you guys had to, to massage the frame to get the seat to sit back so he could fit in the truck. Yeah, uh, the I'll cab, go through yeah. a little bit. It, it's a box frame. LSX 427 from Blueprint Racing Engines, uh, Willwood brakes all the way around. And the thing is ready to rip, and I'm, I'm just hoping that, that we're going to see it at an autocross sometime. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you, might, you may see it up in DFW or up at the uh, Texas Motor Speedway. I oh, haven't heard of John. Or, yeah, I, I, yeah, I hope so. My in-laws actually live right by the track up there, so I try to get up there all the time. I'm from that area. I'm born and raised in Fort Worth. I used to go to by, Texas Motor Speedway. What's that? We got the, the good guy show is coming up. Uh, Was it March? Well, uh, no. Yeah, 13th, 14th, and 15th is the good guys DFW. And then the C10 Nationals is May 29th and 30th. And we've got autocross at both of those. Oh, so okay. come on down and we'll yeah, go get I'll, some barbecue at the Hard Eight Barbecue. What's that? We'll go to Roanoke for Hard Eight Barbecue. We're babes for We're going to go to Roanoke. Barbecue. We're going to go to Babe's Chicken. Babes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. just got to get there uh, early. Babe's Chicken is the best. If anybody's never been there and they're going to Texas Motor Speedway, you have to go to Babe's Chicken. Babe's so Chicken good. and then stop by Bucky's for uh, for your beef jerky and your – got to love Bucky's. <laughs> oh, yeah. The place is – You know that Bucky's, awesome. Mike? No, I've never – I. you know, I lived in Texas when I was about five, Houston. That's it's, the okay. I've been. There are these rest stops or these these gas stations that have a – it's like Walmart, but it's a gas station. Bucky's. Uh, yeah, it's, they've got over 100 pumps, over 100 uh, ice ice machines. It, it's, it's, it's a site. It, it's a weird place. And they pride themselves on really clean bathrooms, really awesome Anytime bathrooms. Anytime you walk into it, the, the, the person on each side at a register on either side of the door will say, Hi, good morning, welcome to Bucky's. Yep. Every time yeah. you walk in the door, no matter if it's two in the morning, they always say hello, welcome. There's to one on the way to Dallas Fort Worth that we hit all the time in Temple. Yeah, so I, I always look at my gas gauge. I'm like, okay, I can make it to Bucky's because it's always great price on gas, great pie. I mean, amazing uh, road food. 
Yeah, it's, 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 if you think about these stops. Yes, definitely yeah. stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, fudge for sure. I get the sample <laughs> ball. Sounds like you guys, both of you guys travel a lot more than I do. I just go to SEMA. That's about the only getaway I have. Um, oh, man, you got to get out more. Well, it's like you get the, the yeah. Texas Motor Speedway is on one side of, uh, I think it's 20, whatever the highway is. And then you got Bucky's. 121. Then you got Bucky's, In N Out, Whataburger, and Chick fil A on the other side in our hotel. So I mean, you could live in an RV at the Texas Motor Speedway and live very nicely. <laughs> with <laughs> all the creature comforts right there. That's living the dream. I, yeah, I love that area. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have play. all the fancy places. We have Chick fil A, is our kind of newer in this area. Chick fil A is good stuff. Well, see, and if you don't find a Bucky's around, do you, do you know about uh, Fuel City, Shag? I don't. It's a, it's a truck Fuel, stop, right? It's not. They're kind of gas stations, right? You know where the uh, um, Medieval Times is? Up, what, Sten Parkway in Dallas? Oh, in Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right around, right before there, there's a Fuel City there, gas stations. And at the I've end of Fuel Oh, my God. Okay. And I'm an out-of-towner, but I used to be there for a month at a time for the, the, the Great State Fair of Texas. Of course. Stop by Fuel City, and after you get some, you don't even have to get gas. Go to the end of the station. They've got a taco stand. It's built into the building. Cash okay. only. Get three tacos to eat right there, and then get a burrito to save for later on. Let the burrito congeal. Oh, my I'm God. I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it. I'm probably, Fuel I, City tacos. I, I get up to Fort Worth a lot because of the in-laws and family, but I, I, I have a friend of mine that works for the NHL, and he sometimes will hit me on the fly like, hey, man, I've got – two tickets for tomorrow night's game. So I'll just, I'll, I'll burn a day trip up there and go check out a stars game. So next time that, and that's, the, that's right down the street from the stadium where the stars yep. play is, uh, is medieval time. So I'll definitely check that out. Fuel city. Yeah, definitely. And awesome. So how far is Dallas from Austin? You know, it's, uh, Dallas to Austin is probably about three and a half hours. Uh, Fort Worth to Austin about three. And that's only because of traffic. Okay. Yeah. That's like, you're I the in Hillsboro, and you go I-35 west to Fort Worth, I-35 east to Dallas. So the east has more traffic. My, gotcha. my question is, how does Jeff stay so skinny with all this food he's talking about? Because I don't have that. I, I'm not skinny. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, mean, I, I got to tell you, season four came out. Right before season four started, I was starting to feel like, oh, man, I, I'm letting myself <laughs> go a little bit. So. I've had uh, I've had to watch what I eat recently, but I still man, hey, it's all portion control. So if it's a good taco and burrito, I, I don't have to eat five of them. I'll just eat two of them. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I like watching your shows because when you and Amanda are out gallivanting, you'll stop by your 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 barbecue shops, yeah. and I can take yeah, take out my right. phone, take a screenshot of the barbecue place, and put it down in my notes for when I'm in this town. I got to go to this barbecue joint and. Hey, call me. You guys ever come to Central Texas? Call me. I have a I have a spot for every category <laughs> of what you may be wanting. So, you know, I'll hit you mean, up. The Nationals, I'll hit you up. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you, you got it. You know, what's funny is my buddy owns a place called Slab Barbecue. It's uh, short for Slow, Low, and Banging, and they make these incredible <laughs> sandwiches. And they've actually been on uh, a bunch of the the Food Network channels, and they were on Triple D Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. Yep. So he called me and he's like, Hey, come out, man. We're shooting. So I, I, I went there with no intention of anything uh, except for just hanging out in the background. But I knew if I said something ridiculous on TV that I'd make the cut. Sure enough. <laughs> I, I, I commented on the barbecue sauce. They used that cut and people that will, uh, that watch our show, they also watch triple D 
And it's yeah. funny, every so often I get these comments, man, did I just see you on Triple D? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to turn, turn up an invitation. Gotta have the, always got to have the good sound bite. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that really is the key. I think they asked me, what do you think of this barbecue sauce? And I said, I think it's made with unicorn tears or something. You know, and they're like, oh, perfect. <laughs> I love it. So, another question, Shag, are you guys, are you going to be at Back to the 50s? Uh, that's during our tour, I think you said, right, Jeff? I hope so. 19. I really hope so. It, it really comes down to shooting schedule and availability. Um, if we do get a fifth yeah. season, we'll probably start shooting really quick. Uh, so it just comes yeah. down to our schedule. But no, I ran into Joe and Mandy. I bought, a, bought some shirts. I didn't wear it today. I should have, but uh, I ran into them out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've gone a couple of times. They've gone up there a few times. Yeah. I think last year I had a personal conflict. Um, something was going on with my family, and I, did, I didn't get to make it up. Okay. Not yeah, a conflict. Because, I just had yeah. a I had family stuff. That sounds like I had an issue. Like, what an issue? You're very, you're very, you're very important. <laughs> well, no, the family's first, man. Family's first. 100%. So speaking uh, of shirts, I noticed in the in the in the the current season of the show, you've got a, a Denver a one up Denver shirt. Yes. So if anybody is ever in Denver, you have to swing by the one up arcade bar. A good friend of mine, Jordan Adler, uh, he used to own. He used to live in Austin. And had the idea for the arcade bar, and we, uh, him and I, actually went to this this spot. We filled up a massive U-Haul full of stand-up arcade games, and we oh, drove it out to here. Denver. Yeah, this was 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, and he opened the first one 11 years ago, and now has three locations in Denver. Yeah. So, so, so I, I actually, so I actually do their social or their their marketing. I do a lot of their event marketing and digital stuff, and I still am kind of hands-on with with uh, the spot. So. Like Pac-Man and Space Invaders and Missile Command? Hey, you know what? The original idea was to be an old-school arcade. Nothing was over a quarter, nothing newer than 1985. <laughs> so it was all original original games. And the cool thing was the bar, he sells 40 ounces, Boone's Farm, Mad Dog 2020. Oh, my God. He tried to sell all the, like, favorite liquors, is, you know, when we were kids. But he had to kind of adapt to the changes and bring in some of the more modern games. But the place is it's, – it's such a – it's a throwback. It's a throwback to those, those arcade days, but uh, you can buy amazing food and, and, and drinks. One location doesn't do food. Uh, the other two do, and it's, it's a good time. Well, there's a, meal in, there's a meal in every beer, so as long as they've got arcade and beer, <laughs> there's three locations in Denver? There is. Hey, you know what? Here's, here's, the, here's a little insider, like double up on both show, the show and the, the arcade bar. I found two big boy, original big boy statues at this guy's spot just about uh, 60 miles west of Bernie, Texas, which is outside of San Antonio. I got an 8-footer and a 12-footer. I called my friend Jordan. Dude, do you have any reason to have one of these big boys? He said, of course I do. So uh, he has the 8-footer in his Greenwood Village location. Right when you walk in, boom, there's an 8-foot big boy, original 1956 fiberglass uh, statue. to greet you. In Greenwood Village, that's where my brother lives. Well, are you that's, serious? I'm not making this up. Right off Orchard and I-25. So when I'm there in, in uh, what in late April, uh, I'm going to bring my dad by. Ask him if he knows about it. It's been there. It's been there for about a year and three months. The new that's the newest location. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. Greenwood Village. Greenwood yeah, Village. Yeah. I still have the 12 footer. If anybody's looking for a 12 foot big boy, hit me up. <laughs> 1956 Bob's Big Boy 12 foot statue. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's been retouched up, repainted, like hand painted, because it's got a lot of brush marks. Uh, of course, if it was outside of a big boys, it obviously has been you know weathered. But it's the fiberglass. They did start remaking them. They are not or out of aluminum. Uh, but this one is all original from. And the reason I figured out 56 because I, I was doing some research on the history and the stance of Bob. I think it's uh, the the burgers on the right. And the thumb is underneath the, the suspenders, and that's that era from 56 to like 61, or no, just oh, wow. 59, 56, 50, somewhere around there. Then after that, he changed hands, and it looks like a leap with the burger. Oh, <laughs> I'm learning too much about big boys, but, uh, but yeah, I've got an original statue if you need one. Nice. Super cool. Uh, what? I guess I'm going to ask you about the show again. Uh, what Please do. Has, what's your favorite vehicle that's come out of there, car, truck? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, I love the Firebird from season one. You know, Joe's continued right. to do little minor modifications as as uh, since it's, it's aired. And every time it's at the shop, every time Joe brings it up, it, it, it's man, it's a rock star. Like that car is just so amazing. When you put it next to another, you know, another Firebird, that's when you really uh, enjoy or respect the the subtle nuances and of the fabrication. I love I love that one. Uh, let me think. We've done so much. Yeah, four years. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. And some of them, it's I'll like be- I love just the – maybe it's like a certain part of the build, not so much the entire build. But to be honest, I've been friends with Joe for a long time. I've seen him do a lot of paint, a lot of metal work. And every time I see him over there and the guys are doing their, their craft, I, I, I'm just drawn in. It's, it, it never gets old to watch these guys and watch their talent. It's just – it's amazing to be around. I definitely don't take it for granted. Right. Really? Uh, That's impressive yeah, because yeah. You're, you're around it all the time. So it's easy to take something for granted that you're I around. Where though, if you're aware of the fact that yeah. these guys are at the high, not the highest, I mean, I don't want to yeah, say they're elite. kind of arrogant because I think everybody is as a student all the time. They're always learning. They're always trying to better their craft. But to watch them, you know, Joe, Mike, uh, Brendan, Justin, all of these guys do their skill at that, that, that level. Man, it's always just so inspiring to watch. I, I definitely, I, if, if I hear like, oh, so-and-so is about to start this or start that, I'll try to go over and hang out and just, you know, BS with them for a little while so I can, I can watch them work. That's funny. It's like on uh, that, you know, overhauling with Chip Booth. Oh, yeah. Like the one, the one part of the show that I cannot miss is his draw, his sketch, the drawing. It, it, he's a master. It's amazing. Hey, Joe, amazing. Draw, Joe will knock those things out in 15, 20 minutes. And, I, and Joe doesn't use all the other artists I see use those templates with the, the straight edges and whatnot. He freehands everything. Well, he does use straight edges. Sometimes it's okay. just whatever's around him. So he does okay. have this really cool tin box of all his art pieces. Yeah. But sometimes he'll just be drawing and he'll look over and be like, oh, here's a, here's a straight piece of scrap metal. And just use that and put it back and just keep drawing. Um, but he doesn't his flames yeah. are in, His flames are uh, perfect. And all those are all hand drawn in the moment. He just puts down the contact paper on the side of the vehicle and draws it, and then gets the razor blade. And he's got such a light touch; he doesn't get into the paint. He can cut those oh, things just, out. He makes it look easy. It's like you, you and Mandy bought that the, the pedal car at, at yes. one of those shows, and then in the rust, he put, with his fingernail in the rust, he's putting flames in that are effortlessly perfect. And it's like I'm so glad you noticed that. He does oh, that all the time. He gets his finger, and he'll be like. And he'll just start pulling in the dirt or he'll start pulling it, whatever it is. He'll just start pulling something off. And I'm like, man, 
And I think on the pedal car, I was like, my, I, I grabbed production. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta shoot him doing this. This is amazing. Yeah. And they're perfect flames. They're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I told him I'm going to start picking up the scrap, the scrap uh, metal around the shop and start selling it on eBay because he'll yeah. be you know, like, before he pinstripes something, he'll just warm up on a piece of scrap metal. And it's, like that's a piece of art. Like that could be framed and put in someone's house, and that's just that's just his warm up scrap piece. Oh, there you go. It can all go to to the Shag uh, Memorial Fund or uh, or donate it to charity or whatever it is. But that's the, a good idea. The Shag's New Cadillac Fund. There you go. Yeah, Shag New Fifty Nine. Uh, hey, it, 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 at this point, I wouldn't be a, a, a beggars can't be choosers. Do something cool. <laughs> one, thing about, one thing I noticed about uh, Joe is he's pretty quiet. Just trying to figure out how they get him to talk on TV. <laughs> he, he knows what he's he does. He's a pretty quiet guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a pretty quiet guy. But when he comes to like what yeah. he loves to tell, he loves to talk about what he does and and uh, you know the process. And and that's one thing I'm am excited about. You know, talking about the show, season four, they actually allowed us to do more two part builds. And when we do that, we're allowed to showcase more of that process. You know, more right. of the uh, the build itself and trying to just. Instead of just running through an entire build in 44 minutes, now we've got 88 minutes to really showcase a lot of that process. And to me, that's I'm excited about that because I know that that's truly the draw of the show. Yeah, can can you explain to some of the, the viewers at home because we only get to see a, a build in either 44 minutes or or two episodes. For example, on the Nova or the truck, how long does it take you guys from start to finish to do? Like, uh, give me a guesstimate. Every one of them has been different. Uh, I know. I'm hands sorry. on deck. On, uh, well, every every all hands on deck on a, on a good donor. If we're starting off with a good donor vehicle, yeah. And it's it's also kind of a weird thing because there's there's we build it to get ready to be showcased on the show, but there's still work that needs to go into it before it's delivered to the customer, and that's just that really fine tuning. Because you know we get called out on some stupid stuff like, hey, there weren't any windshield wipers on the build on the truck. It's like. <laughs> You think we're going to let it leave without windshield wipers? Like it, it was just like that on accident because we had to shoot it that day. Uh, but nothing leaves without it being fully completed. So that's that's tough for me to gauge. I'd say, what months? Twelve weeks. Twelve weeks for to to reveal, and then beyond that for a few, you know, a couple of months beyond that for fine tuning and getting customer okay, ready. Okay, good. Just twelve weeks. That's fast. Yeah, but you got to remember we've got multiple vehicles in different at different points oh, in yeah, the process. Yeah. In rotation. That's why if you look in the background, you can see some of the future episodes. <laughs> you yeah. can pay close attention. Yeah. Just like when you guys are, are fiddling around or, or pranking uh, Pampa, you can see some things either where you pranked them earlier that, yeah, they don't mix in the in the cutting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. So I know Kendig's got about 25 people. What do you guys have? It's, it's, uh, I think we've got around six or seven in the main shop, we got three or I think there's like three or four in the in the uh, in the body, like body and interior. But also some of the guys in the main shop, we all they all wrote, everyone has they wear multiple hats. So everybody helps out in different areas of the process. So I would say eight to ten, kind of rotating. You know, we've got friends like Carl, you know, Dirty Grande, Carl Large. We've got a lot of friends that have badass real jobs. But when they have breaks in between gigs, they'll come down and just hang out in the shop for a couple of weeks and, and turn. There's guys from season one, Dirty Grande is one of them, Carl Large. And people are like, where's Dirty? Where's Carl? Oh, man, he's got a day job. He, he just got lucky that he was able to be in the shop when we were shooting, and he got some good, you know, he got some good coverage on the show. 
but he's one of the, he's just a friend of, friend of the family and he comes in and, and lends a hand whenever he's around and he's in town. And that happens a lot. Who's your new uh, main painter then? Is it uh, Brandon? Brandon? Brandon, yeah. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys too with the TV cameras, it's 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 new for them because where we all know each other and then the cameras were introduced, it's it's different because we actually actually know each other. And these guys, they came on board and the TV show was already in the process, so now they're like, oh man, I'm doing my work and there's a camera and I have a mic on and. So it's, it's taken them a little bit to kind of get used to see their personalities come out. But I think by the end of the season, you're going to, you're going to see who these guys are, who they really are. I've noticed yeah. it in the beginning, watching, looking back and watching some of these first episodes. I'm like, Oh yeah, man, that's, that's when they were still kind of getting used to the fact that there were yeah. cameras around, but no, they're all great guys. And be, before we started rolling, you said that a couple of days ago, you just finished including <laughs> season four. Is that true? Yeah, what is today? Today is uh, Thursday. Thursday. Did we finish Monday? Yeah. I mean, I have, I have some, I have some badass uh, slow-mo shots of what we shot. We built a 73 Vega race car, essentially, and uh, I'll text you some pictures offline. But yes. all the shoot really was, it, the final day of shooting was driving shots in the Vega and then ripping some burnouts. <laughs> so it was a fun, it was a fun final day. Yeah, I think, I think it actually it was Monday. We finished shooting on Monday. That's amazing. So the first six episodes are live on Motor Trend On Demand. When did the next six, six drop? I think it's the first four, five. So the first five episodes are on the app. Five episodes, you're right. And there's Sorry, four episodes, episodes that have been aired. Yeah, and it's every Wednesday, every Wednesday at 8 o'clock Central on Motor Trend. Okay. Yeah. I missed last night's show, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Please do. Tell your friends. Everyone, please watch the show. We'd love to we'd love to continue doing what we're doing. I'm not begging. I'm just saying it's a lot of fun and you know, it truly it generally is based on the ratings. So how has the shop changed? How has your life changed from the ratings from the start of the show? I mean more people come in to buy merch. You know, people uh they make it a destination uh when they're coming into town if they're it's funny, we get a lot, of, a lot of couples that will come in and they'll go to Waco for the Magnolia stuff and then the husband will want to come down. And, and a lot of times it's the husband and the wife to watch a show, but it's like a tour of Texas. They, they go to Waco to see Joan, uh, what is it, Joanna and uh, I'm drawing a blank, the guys from that, the, sh- the show on HGTV where they find and they build houses. Oh, geez. Joanna Gaines. It's, I know I'm, I'm, drawing, I'm drawing a blank. Right. Anyway. Not they'll go see out. their stuff, and then they come into Austin, and they swing by our shop to check out what we're doing. But that definitely has increased um, uh, as far as, like, my life. And yeah, I get recognized sometimes. Sometimes I don't. It really just depends just on where it's sometimes. at. Well, I say that. It, it's, if I go to a car show, I do enjoy going to coffee and cars. I do love, like, this, this weekend, they've got Radwood is happening in Austin, so I'm going to go check out Radwood. Um, and then my buddy's actually racing at the uh, – Coda out at the Circuit of the Americas. He has a Porsche. He runs a little, you know, Porsche series. So I'm going to go see him. So when I'm in those environments, definitely the awareness, the, the recognition is a little higher. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's just day to day, regular stuff, you know. Just you get called at the airport. Sometimes I guess it depends on the flight. It depends on where I'm going. <laughs> well, okay. So I was picked. My son was in the UK for ten days. It was his Christmas present, and I was there at two in the morning to pick him up. And this lady, big like, beelines at me. And I'm in my sweats and my shirt. And 
And I'm like, I must have a monitor above my head, and she's looking at arrivals or something. Uh, but she walked up, and she was a fan of the show. Like she, me and my husband watched the show, and can I get a picture? I was like, man, that's, like, I, that's an honor to me. The fact that you watch the show, like, that's just really cool, you know? And I, I, pr- I really do appreciate it, and I love when people come up and talk to me. It's, uh, like I said, I know it doesn't last forever. If, if our show inspires you or, or puts you in a good mood or, or anything, like, please, like, come up and talk to me. I, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear about it and love to chat it up. I know that you've been making the rounds. Jake's been making the rounds. Oh, I was saying you were making the rounds. I've seen you uh, podcasts and interviews. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay busy. You've been busy. I can tell you that. You got to put it. I've tried to take every opportunity given to me. Um, I don't have the college degree to lean back on. So as a young, as a, every door that opened, I just push my, I push myself through it. Like just the other day, the Iola car show, they did this contest and it was a silhouette and it said, guess who we just signed from Motor Trend to make an appearance? So I, I just replied, should I be expecting a call? <laughs> and it wasn't me. Like they did, I wasn't going up there. And then the guys, the guys from the show are like, uh, are you available? So, I mean, I saw that opportunity yeah. like, hey, maybe yeah. they'll call me back. Maybe they'll want me to come up. So I just, I, I try to, I try to just get out there and, you know, take advantage of every opportunity. Right. Right. So, yeah. No, with sure. the podcast and stuff, I, I have a more flexible schedule than Joe and the guys. So anytime those kind of come across the table, I definitely am willing to go out and chat it up for sure. So you've got the video game place in Denver. You've got the, uh, the electric uh, motorbike tours and uh, do you have some sort of shirts going on too? You know, I had a couple of shirts made uh, because they got onto is about wearing different shirts and Joe had hand drawn uh, his version of me, like that shag skull, which I I, I go, Hey, you know, you know, and turn that into a t-shirt, right? Heck, I might even get a tattoo of that. But uh, so yeah, I do, I do have a handful of merch. I I haven't been been as diligent. Let's be honest. I'm not an idiot. I'm very self-aware. People want Martin brothers customs gear. That is the brand of iron resurrection. And rightfully so if anybody's paid his dues and put his, the hard work in it's Joe and Amanda, uh, but I, I did make a few shirts for me to wear, and I, I do have them online if people want to buy some. Uh, just to just have fun with it. It's, at, it's shagarrington.com. I try to keep everything the same, so shagarrington across the board on everything. Um, Follow yeah, got like the go Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had the nickname Shagalak since my first Cadillac. And so I just thought, man, I should, I'll do a Shagalak shirt. So there's, there's not much, but there's a couple there. You got, you got the, uh, the, the, the Cadillac tattoo? Not yet, not yet. No, not not yet. I have all my tattoos are sleeves up. I got everything sleeves up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Trying to keep it, trying to keep it uh, professional, like my dad said. You know, you always gotta, you gotta have a limit. So you still come across professional. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the so mullet. My dad. Business in the front and party in the back. Absolutely. I had one of those too. <laughs> oh, you had a mullet. I never had a mullet. I, I did have a rat at some point, but not a mullet. <laughs> It's funny because we found some pictures of uh, back in the high school days. All my friends, we all did. It was pretty funny. Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, I had a bitch and Camaro days. Oh, yeah. yeah. I rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a couple from Jeff, Dad, those. Jeff's the skateboarder. Did you, did you do BMX bike too, Jeff? Uh, very poorly. But, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I skateboard now more than I did when I was a kid. But, yeah, the BMX bike, I used to love that stuff. So I uh, I grew up skateboarding as well. Yeah, I still have I still have a couple of decks as well. Yeah, 
Um, but I had a rad racing t-shirt. I had that made for the show and I got a lot of people hit me up like, Oh man, you're <laughs> like, that's obvious from the movie rad crew Jones and the rad racing team. So it was kind of cool to hear see people's feedback. Oh, look at the Alva. Tony Alva, look at that. I, I've got about 10 Alva decks. I'm a whore. Man, I've got, uh, yeah, I've actually got a deck right there, but that's my son's. But I also have the Booster. Have you ridden a Booster board yet? The electric ones? Yes. No. Oh they last. I want to, but the, the, that acceleration scares me to death. It, it's, you know what? Oh, man, I'll go to Texas Motor Speed. I'll bring it. I'll bring, you can't fly with them because of the lithium-ion battery. Yeah, okay. I, when I go to Texas Motor Speed, I'm going to bring it up there. We're going to we're going to skate around the track at TMS. You got to do some awesome. video of that. You got to do some video of that. You got Absolutely. it. And then yeah, next actually, time you're next time you come to Southern California, let me know and I'll take you to the Venice Beach Skate Park. I got oh, a deck man, for you. I know all about it. I would love to. That, oh, that that'd be a lot of fun. It's paradise. You know, Rhino, oh. Rhino, the, the painter, Rhino. He's uh, he. We were talking to SEMA. He's back. He's gotten back on his board too, and he hits the uh, skate park quite a bit with his son. So I think that's really awesome. There's a Facebook group, Skaters Over 50, that I'm a part of. And I, I'm surprised at how many old skateboarders there are. But it's like we go out early in the morning. Nobody needs to see us. Get our drops in, and, <laughs> and then we leave. But surprisingly, if you probably went during prime hours, you'd be like, you'd probably impress the kids, too. The fact that you're still there. Not you a Caballero. You guys follow Steve Caballero on uh, Insta? I he don't, but he comes, to the park all the, he comes to the park here and there. I see him. Gosh, what a what a amazingly talented dude! Like artistically as well as athletically. Oh, I love amazing. following him, man. He's awesome. Years ago, we went down and they had this one of the Tony Hawk X Game half pipes there, and Cab starts at the bottom, just pumping. It's all it's like eighteen feet of vertical. It's yeah. Just, oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, they, those guys rip. He was always my favorite in the Bones Brigade videos back in like you know Animal Chin and all the all the oh, videos okay. back in the day. Yeah. Steve Cavalier was always my favorite skater because he was so verse. He wasn't vert. He wasn't street. He was everything. Everything. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. I was like, that dude can do anything. So, yeah, one of my favorite well, skaters. I, I had three or four of his decks growing up. I'm not oh, a skater. My son has. I, I used to take my son and just watch him kill himself, you know. I, I, Man, get into it. <laughs> Until you're broken, try it. You know what I mean? Like, if you can still walk and stand up straight, you can skate. That's, That's my it. problem. I'm getting, my body's falling apart. So I, Come I watched on. Jeff on his. He did a video of skateboarding. I'm like, man, I couldn't even do that right now. Oh, it is just rolling around. I have to skate today. <laughs> right? See, it's, like, it's like on a skateboard. I just stand there, and the wheels do all the work. Water skiing, I just stand behind the boat, and the boat does all the work. It's, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It does hurt. Don't get me wrong. I, was, uh, I do remember the last time I took a good head spill. I was skating a... Uh, uh, our spine ramp up in Dallas. This is years ago, and man, I took I took a hill a heel edge on the on the flat bottom, and it took me a couple hours to kind of see straight. You know, I was like, oh, that that, that it hurts. Oh yeah, yeah. Cement is unforgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just got you just got to be prepared. We don't want to see Shag in like a walking boot on season five. You know, so you got to be a little careful here. If I if I have a walking boot, it'll have wheels on it. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, on the on the Hot Rod Power Tour, you know my, my co-host Clarence Barnes. Clarence tells me, you know, yo Jeff, I used to skate years ago, and you know in the vineyard, and what? Oh, great, fantastic! Come down to Venice with me someday. I got a board for you. So we take him down there and skates around for a little bit, takes a little fall, 
I get the text message 45 minutes later of his wrist completely, he uh, uh, spiral fractured his wrist, broke his oh, wrist the first day he came out with me. It's like, now I feel guilty, but it's your own fault. <laughs> Hey, at our age, like, I'm not against wearing a helmet and knee pads and stuff. Like when you when we were kids, it was like, oh no, I don't need that. That's that's not cool, man. I'm I'm old. I'm I'm too old for cool. Like I'm I'm cool to have working knees and elbows and and, and a bean on my head, you know. Well, all my friends at the skate park make fun of me for wearing the helmet, the pads, all the stuff. But if I have to work the next day, I have to stand. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yeah. If in the first time when I first started. I wasn't wearing a helmet because I want to be cool down at Venice Beach. I took a fall in a snake run and came up and was, I saw blood on my hair. It's like uh, I went out and got my helmet. I wear that thing every time I'm out. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I raise my kids to wear their helmet where they feel weird if they don't have it on. Yeah. yeah like they were so accustomed to it as like little dudes. Now when they leave and go do something, like, oh, I forgot my helmet. Like they're in almost in – and so I'm glad I've instilled that in them because then you only, it's like my dad said, you only need a helmet like you need car insurance. You only need it once. That's it. <laughs> yeah, That's it. So make sure you have it that like, one time. I grew up snow skiing and we never used to wear them. And my nieces and nephew, now, now they don't go out, even if they're just hanging out skiing. They always put on their helmet. See, that is weird to me, though. I, I, do, I, I did snowboard. It's been a long time since I've snowboarded, but I've never worn the helmet. And a lot of my friends that are my age that still do, they all have these fancy helmets and they told me, like, man, wait, when next time you ride, wear a helmet, you'll feel it, it definitely helps with your confidence, you know? Yeah. So. And I asked my brother about it. He said it's actually it's better than a hat because the helmet keeps your head warm, too. Uh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Oh, that's okay. That's interesting. It, what is today, Thursday? I'm going to have to find some old skate pictures and stuff and post them up for a little throwback. <laughs> oh, you've got to. Yeah. Uh, I actually, when I worked for K2 back in the mid-'90s, I took an old Eldorado snowboard. And I put a piece of, piece of pine down the middle of the snowboard and then attached two trucks to it. And we used to, we bombed the uh, Vashon Ferry Hill to the top of the hill. We could video cameras and we ran, we would bomb the Ferry Hill. And uh, I still had that board. I ended up giving it to a buddy of mine in Deep Ellum. And I have a couple of photos of me skating vert ramp down in Houston. But look at that, man. And hang I, got, on, I don't have anything that cool. <laughs> got the Santa Monica Skate Park one day. Oh, we wow. rolled up on him. Beat Tony Alva. Yeah, the Tony. Yeah, that's awesome. He, well, that yeah. is the spot. Oh my God, it was it was yeah. pretty cool. But you used to work at Cali. Cali, so you know well, you know Glenn Plake. So, dude, me and Glenn, I'm at Houston at a trade show, and Glenn walks up. I guess he was dating or married to a lady that lived down in uh, in Houston at the time. And okay. yeah, man, we ended up hanging out and partying in Houston for a few days. What a, what, and what a what a great dude. Oh, he is, he's one of my idols with a, the mohawk, and he's yes. downhill skis. He is badass. He, like, he, he was like, it was all videos for him. Like, you remember, he was all about, like, the, the movies and the videos, not so much yeah, the competition. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what's funny. I, I think I ran in, was he at SEMA this year? He was somewhere recently. If he was, and I, I ran I, I, I ran into him. Boy moment. Well, I walked up, I was like, hey, Glenn, what's up? Shag, I met you back in, like, this would have been, like, 90. Five ninety six maybe. Oh wow! Okay. And he looked at me and he was like, "Man, I'm sorry. I don't blame him. Man, that's been a long time ago. You know, he's a rock star. He is. He really is. Yeah. So they, I did have the opportunity to meet him when I when I was working there. But uh, I worked. I've, I've had some cool jobs. I've actually had some cool vehicles with some of those jobs. I worked at I worked at uh, Gatorade when Quaker okay. Oats on Gatorade. My my company car was a Hummer. It was the big military oh, wow. Hummers that were decked yeah, out in Rockford Plaza Gate. Well, I mean, this was back. 
when you saw Hummer, it was like seeing, it was, it was like, a, you know, the Holy Grail on the road. Uh, I worked at Red Bull. My first job at Red Bull was managing a 1970 Pinsgauer, Austrian military transport. And we had, they, they had been fabricated by A to Z effects out of uh, just north of L.A. and Santa Monica and Valencia. They were out of Valencia, and we, they put a hard shell on it with gold wing speakers and a sound system. Like, they were basically mobile event vehicles. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I've had, I've had the opportunity to drive some pretty cool vehicles in my days. Very cool. Oh. And now you take a few out of the shop, right? <laughs> Never. <laughs> that is one thing. I, I mean, man, no way. Like, I will not be, my name will not be associated to something being broken on one of those customer cars or even Joe's. Right, right. I'm just happy he lets me sit shotgun sometimes. That's kind of Mandy's seat, you know. But if there's the right, occasion, right. he's like, Chad, roll with me. Like, yes, absolutely. Anytime, yeah, anytime. Then uh, speaking of which, how come you're not at the shop right now? Oh, you got the day off or you're done shooting? Uh, you, were you on we were shooting. I was there yesterday. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I've also got the other gig, you know. If I'm that, there's, and a lot of the stuff that I do for the shop, I don't need to be there every day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, today I've got some stuff going on online with uh, the arcade bar, and we're working on some new stuff. So the venue that we have for your biker gang, we're testing the idea of hosting uh, graffiti art classes. So oh, we've been working great. with some local artists. Yeah, we, the other day I posted a photo of a stencil piece that me and my boys did, and we had a stencil graffiti artist come in and teach class, and that was one of the, uh, that was one of the test pieces. So we're trying to, we're trying to, maximize our venue and come up with other ideas to, to offer people. Well, I'll send you guys, I'll send you guys some t-shirts once I get it rolling. I got two artists I'm working with. They're going to sell t-shirts on the website. Oh, badass. What is that? It's what the raddest that? way to see the city. Oh, oh yeah. That's miles for hour. I'm, like, I'm like, what is that? Oh yeah. What is awesome. that? I, I would hope you choose your city, Austin, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of. You guys come to town. You have to go on a tour. It's a lot of fun. Okay, because we at Venice they've got those stupid li the the stand up scooters and they leave them in my buddy's front yard, so he throws them out. They ride in the middle of the street. We all hate them. And I was at I, I forget the event, but Larry Dixon was there and Brian Fast Finch was there, a NHRA top fuel dragster, and then a Baja five or a one thousand winner. Yeah. And they the the only way they could have got me on was they wanted to race. We ended up oh, not doing it, but it's like I am, I am adamant against those damn scooters. If uh, there's a challenge, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't care what it is. You want, oh, Especially we're going to do those that. Guys. Yeah. We're, yeah, you want a Segway race? We're going to Segway race. You know what I mean? Like it's happening. <laughs> but, uh, so it's funny you brought that up. So we launched – so the guy that my business partner was my son's soccer coach. And okay. he overheard me talking on the phone one day about marketing and this and that. And he canvassed me. He's like, hey, man, what's your background? Ends up, my, my business partner is a very successful entrepreneur. I had no idea. I go to his house. He has these bikes. He's like, I want to start selling them. I'm importing them. Uh, and I, I took one for a few days. I took two of them, actually, for a week so me and my boys could ride them. And I just had this idea. I'm like, you know what? Everywhere I went, I was smiling. Everybody I passed stopped me to see what it was. I said, I feel like if we gave an opportunity for people to ride them, they're going to buy them. And no BS, in the same conversation, we went from, what if we did a rental? What if we did a tour company with rentals? What if we just took people around? And then he goes, well, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you bring your gang. We've got all these bikes. And I was like, we'll be the, 
And like in the conversation, we came up with the idea and the .com and the company name. And so uh, it's, it's kind of how it happened. But uh, where was I going with I was going somewhere with this? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, it's it spawned to what it is now, and it's 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 a lot of fun. And in the beginning, it was what, just us. So I was working the range the phones, on I was scooters? working reservations. Oh, what's the range I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's where I'm going with that. Okay. When we launched, we were going to do rentals and guided tours. Two months after we launched, because we were trying to go through all like the liability, city permitting, and everything to do yeah. it safe and do it right. And then we hear about all these companies coming in and dropping the bird and the lime scooters, just dropping them all over town. They launched yep. their app and they just dropped these things without permitting or nothing. And uh, we had been working with the city parks and rec by the law that we can go here, we can't go here, blah, blah, blah. When those hit the streets and they were getting a lot of grief and a lot of tickets and there were people were taking them in areas they weren't supposed to take them. I let, me and my, me and my buddy were like, uh, let's, let's stay out of the rental business. Let's keep it to guided tours. Let's take people where it's okay to ride bikes. Let's, let's keep our brand and our company out of the conversation of what not to do. And because of that, we've actually been working with the city on kind of opening up some pathways to electric mobility. And we have a really good rapport with, uh, with you know, the authorities on, in Austin on, on where we can go and what we can do and staying within those limits. So I'm so glad we didn't do the rentals. You know, for me, I don't like the bird and the lime and all, the, the countless other brands that are out there doing this. But there was, they were also a little bit of a blessing in disguise for our our, our uh, business model. But like you said, that's exactly what they do. That's what they did here in Santa Monica, Venice, Long Beach. They just take their scooters, drop them in with no permits or anything, and it's like, well, how do they not yep. get sued? Their pants off them. There's no helmets. There's no instructions. There's no insurance. There's no anything. Yeah, it's, it blows my mind. I mean, I've actually yeah. seen people go down. Man, I was on the highway taking my son to school on the exit to go off of a major highway into the downtown. And this person was on a line scooter cruising on the, on the little, little shoulder, just oh, 20 miles an hour ripping down the highway. I'm like, dude, today texting and stuff, you could have easily swerved. I mean, not me, but somebody would have swerved in and could have taken oh, look, like, what What goes off in your brain to make you think? I think I'll take that on the highway. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah. So. <laughs> totally illegal, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no one's looking. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, right. they, can do it, they can do it a million times. They only need to get popped once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everybody that was around me, we're all just turned, staring at this person. Some people were blowing horns. It was, it was just ridiculous. Oh. Mind-blowing. So, well, yeah, we don't do that. Just to be clear, we don't do that. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, Man, I, you know, follow, uh, give me a follow on Instagram. I try to post a lot of the stuff we're doing on Instagram, some behind-the-scenes stuff. It's at Shag Arrington. You know, Mandy has a, an amazing feed as well. Hers is at Miss Martin Bros Customs, and, and the shop is at Martin Bros Customs. It's bros, not brothers. Uh, Martin Rose Customs and yeah, please watch. Thank you for the support. I, I mean, I, I truly mean that. Like, thank you to everyone that watches the show and 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 comes up and talks to us and tells about it. But uh, yeah, give me a follow and you'll uh, you know you'll see where we're coming up or where we're going to be. And if you're in town, swing by and do some your biker gang. Take a tour. Yeah, there you definitely. go. Definitely, definitely. Well, Can't wait to see you at Texas, Texas Motor Speedway. We'll see you there. And oh, I'll, I'll be there. I'll have my son with me too. 
Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, please stop by and say okay. hi. And tell the, pe- <laughs> tell the people where they can see you at again. I know you said Portland, Oregon for a show. Yeah, yeah. So coming up next is uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, I'll be in Portland for the Portland Roadster Show. And then uh, Bo's Extravaganza. Uh, that's April 4th and 5th. And I'm okay. forgetting it's in Louisiana, but uh, they definitely have a website. And Iola. <laughs> I'm actually talking to the guys at the Iola Car Show uh, later today. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to try to put everything up on the Iron Resurrection page as well as the uh, our Instagram. And just so anybody watching knows, the Iron Resurrection page is is managed by multiple people. Uh, I think a lot of people think it's either me or they think it's Amanda or whatever. It really just comes down to who can get to the messages the quickest. So it's okay. managed by the two of us and a couple of other folks. So I think uh, Bo's Extravaganza is in Holden, Louisiana. Holden, Louisiana. Yeah, it's actually a John. Uh, it's the Schneider Studios. John John Schneider's. Uh, it's his movie studios. Right. Very yeah. Cool. You got to come down, me. man. Be sure to post some pictures of uh, of Daisy Duke and the General Lee for us. Well, the Jeep. Don't forget about her Jeep. Daisy's Jeep what? was badass. Yeah, uh, sure, but not as badass as her shorts. Uh, that's true. I mean, she did. And she invented the culture, the Daisy Dukes. I mean, there's songs. There's you name it. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. I might take you up on that. Please do, Thanks, anytime Mike. you want, and uh, we're looking forward to season five. There's no fingers crossed. You've got season four under your belt. Congratulations. I want to be the first to congratulate you on season five. I appreciate that, and uh, I'll look at this back in six weeks from now and accept that, accept that congratulations. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care, buddy. We'll see you out on the road.